The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNNBA to get 10% off of everything in the SGPN Store. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday. No, it's Monday. We're going to handicap the Tuesday games. Monday, April 17th, here to handicap the Tuesday games for April 18th. And joining me here to help me break it all down, I got the young guys here with me first. You guys know him as a voice on the NFL Gambling Podcast and, of course, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. He's looking for his devils to take care of business against the crosstown rivals. It's Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, what's going on, my man? What's going on, boys? Good to be with you. Yeah, uh, got a nice winner to open the day. Rafael Devers, he had uh, over one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs. Angels got the win. They almost blew it in the ninth. But, yeah, can't wait for uh, taking my dad for his birthday to go see game one. Uh, devils, Rangers, can't wait. Nice. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. NHL playoffs starting on Monday night along with NBA playoffs going on. So a lot of fun stuff happening in sports. And also joining us here, you guys know him on the college experience, college baseball. He's absolutely crushing it, of course, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. It's Noah Beanick. Noah, what's going on, my man? How's it going, guys? Yeah, I love the NHL playoffs. Like, Even though I don't cover it here with the SGPN, but... I, I grew up playing hockey, and I still love watching the, definitely the postseason uh, product. It's one of the best out there, in my opinion. So, yeah, can't wait to start covering today's games. But, yes, NHL playoffs, I'll have an eye on those throughout the throughout the month. Yeah, great time to be a sports fan. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Playoffs going on. Uh, and then we're in the swing of MLB leading up to the NFL draft. College baseball going on. I know you've been uh, covering that as well. So it's a lot of great stuff. Make sure to just head over to the website, man. Just a lot of great content happening um, on the on the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. A lot of guys putting in a lot of hours and work. So, uh, and again, we do it all for free. Um, so I guess a couple of notes uh, going into the Tuesday games here, guys. So we had two games that got postponed on Monday evening between the Cleveland guardians and the Detroit tigers and the Phillies and the white Sox. So the two games that we handicapped yesterday, it's the same exact pitching matchup as of what we're seeing right now between uh, the respective teams there. So uh, guardians are trotting uh, Hunter Gaddis out there against uh, Lance Lynn. No, sorry. Uh, Hunter Gaddis versus, uh, E Rod, yeah, got the yeah, yeah, two yeah, different E-Rod. games. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the second game, the Phillies and the uh, White Sox, it's Zach Wheeler versus Lance Lynn. So we covered those games yesterday. Uh, for those two games, just go back to the pod from yesterday, check those out. But we will cover the two games, the second games of the doubleheaders happening for those two games, respectively, on today's pod. So, uh, gentlemen, let's just dive right into it. The first game on the board. It is going to be the second game of the doubleheader between the Cleveland Guardians and the Detroit Tigers. Uh, let me see if we they did put up lines for this game. I am currently seeing. Um, 
So I don't it see was, official lines. Do you guys see anything for? It was minus one twenty five, plus one ten prior to the rainout. So okay, assuming that it's the same pitching matchup, that should stay the same. We'll see. Though. Okay. Uh, um, so Noah, you want to take this one? Yeah, I, Cleveland comes into this game batting thirty OPS points better against left handed pitching than right. Jose Ramirez has good history against Erod batting three eighty five. Wait, shit! This is the Matt Boy game that we're handicapping now, right? Um, okay, so all right, that's the first game. Uh, Jose Ramirez 385, uh, five for 13 with two tanks off of Erod. But Peyton Battenfield going, he held his own in his MLB debut against the Yankees. He went 4.2, one earned, three punch outs. I'm not going to be the one to call for a good offensive day from the Tigers as they are 28th in WRC plus and 29th in OPS against right handed pitching. But I think that it could be an okay play if it was around that plus one time price. Um, I, I think that <clears throat> if you want to bet this game, I would take the guards on the discounted price with the rookie pitcher. Um, and everything that I said earlier on with Cleveland uh, batting better against lefties still stands because Boyd is a southpaw. Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I kind of lean with the Tigers. So before they took the lines down, I was able to grab the plus 110. Uh, I don't know about Pattonfield. You know, he's starting or they're treating it kind of like a bullpen. He's not really going too deep in the games. But uh, regardless, I, I think the Tigers are li- live here at home. You know, Rodriguez, he is getting his first start at home. Uh, you know, maybe feed off the crowd a little bit, but I, I would lean with the Tigers. I can't take the Guardians right now. Battenfield pitched 4.2 in his first outing, and Cleveland has the sixth best bullpen in the MLB with 3.23 year A. Yeah, I didn't have much for this game uh, myself. Um, I would lean with probably Battenfield here if 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 you had a gun to my head here, guys. But uh, I didn't have much for this game. Um. All right, so let's get over to the game of the doubleheader. That's going to be between the Phillies and the White Sox. Um, actually, no, that's going to be a later game. So uh, just to clarify, Phillies and White Sox are going to be a 410 Eastern start of the game one, and then they'll have the second game later. We'll get to that here. In so over to the Giants and the Marlins, 640 Eastern start. Between these two ball clubs, I am currently seeing the projected pitchers are going to be Alex Wood for the San Francisco Giants and Edwin, uh, sorry, Edward Cabrera for the um, Miami Marlins. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Giants are a minus one twenty favorite, and the Marlins are a plus 100 even money uh underdog at home total sitting at eight run line minus one and a half plus 155 for the giants and plus one and a half minus 180 for the miami marlins uh d-rock take this one yeah two plays here for me i like the over in this one i made my total 8.7 mainly because i don't trust edward cabrera to be honest he walks a ton of batters the giants do draw a lot of walks as well i think behind one of their better pitchers in alex wood i I think the giants have a good shot at beating the fish here in this spot i like them as well on the money line i did make them a minus 120 favorite uh i'd like to see him go a little further in games i know he's only pitched two starts but he has yet to pitch in the fifth inning so i hope he could go 
a little deeper into this one. Uh, I think both clubs can contribute to this over. It's more on the Giants side, and you know that's why I also lean with them as well. I think they'll get more batter, uh, more batters on bases as well. Uh, better pitcher. Don't trust Cabrera. Look for a walk prop as well for him. He walks a lot of batters, so he's had 14 walks and three starts. But uh, yeah, I lean over, and I like the Giants here on the road. Yeah, I agree with you about Cabrera. I mean, he's just been a guy that's given up a lot of walks. I think if the Giants are able to stay patient at the plate, that's you know that's going to be another way that they can definitely manufacture runs against Cabrera. Uh, Noah, what do you got? Yeah, I'm right there with you guys on the over, and I feel pretty good about it too. The Giants, they're ranking second in the MLB with an 863 OPS against right-handed pitching, 133 WRC plus. And like Dylan mentioned, uh, Cabrera has had his control issues. It ultimately, like I was high on him early on in the preseason, but it ultimately led me to dropping him on my fantasy team because he his whip is just too high to manage and then also Miami against left-handed pitching they have a 796 OPS which is seventh in the MLB and for a Miami lineup that you know isn't very great offensively overall to be crushing left-handers like they are I think this over is definitely valid yeah I agree 100% so over a team right here for everyone uh for the Marlins in the Giants. Uh, all right, guys, before we continue the conversation here, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, gentlemen, next game on the board. Let's go over to Cincinnati, another 640 Eastern start here. Uh, looking at a starting project. Uh, sorry, projected starters for this game for the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm currently seeing Todd Bradley is going to get a second start for the Rays. And Nick Lodolo uh, gets a start for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Um, I currently do not see lines for this game either. D-Rock, what did you make your lines? Yeah, so it's going to be a bullpen game here for the uh, Rays. I made my total uh, 8.1, made the Rays a minus 140 favorite. Reds at home plus 140, minus one and a half for the Rays, plus 120, plus one and a half. I need a plus uh, minus 120. Uh, yeah, I'll just go into it if you don't mind, Moonoff. Uh, I Are, didn't really one have One quick it. question. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Do you, do you consider Taj a bullpen guy? Is that what you meant by that? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I believe he is going to start. So. Yeah, he is going to start. I just, I, I don't really know how I feel about him. I talked a little about it yesterday on the pod with Munoff and Malcolm. Uh, but against Nick Lodolo at home, I think the Reds have a shot, depending on what the line opens up at. Uh, hopefully, we get a nice, juicy price with the uh, Reds at home. But maybe look towards the Lodolo K-Prop. He's been great at home. The Reds have won uh, both of his starts at home as well. So, Maybe depending on the odds, I might find myself on the Rays full game or Reds first five plus a half. You got to expect the Rays will open up as the favorite. And depending on the total, I'll lean either over or under. But yeah, that's how I can play with how I would kind of play this game. 
Yeah, Bradley did make his first start uh, against the Red Sox. Uh, I believe this was last week where he did go five innings, five hits, three earned runs. He had eight strikeouts in that game uh, against the Red Sox. The Rays actually won the game nine to seven. He looked pretty good in his first start uh, for the Rays. I'm sure uh, Noah will expand on it. But uh, like you mentioned there, Dylan, that Nick Lodolo is off to a great start as well. He's 2-0 and with a 2.12 ERA. He's gone at least five innings in all three of his starts and has at least six strikeouts in all three of those starts uh, for the Reds. In all three of those games, the opposition hasn't scored more than two runs in those games as well. So he's been the uh, surprisingly the the bullpen has been really good for the Reds uh, in his starts as well. Uh, Rays, I think that one thing that kind of stuck out to me is that they're pretty good against left-handed pitching to start the season. They rank top ten in all offensive categories. Uh, last season, Lodolo did face the American League teams uh, four times. He had a one and two record with a five point four zero ERA. Like you, like you, Dellen mentioned there, that it depends on the number that comes out here, what the opening line says. I, I, I lean here with the Rays. I know they lost a couple games against the Blue Jays, but I think this might be a spot where maybe Nick Lodolo falls off a little bit and maybe comes down to earth a little bit. So this could be a possibly a first five innings play for me on the Rays. It may be even full game here. So depending on the number, I'll lean with the Rays here. Um, Noah, what do you got? Yeah, so like you guys mentioned, Taj, he's one of the top prospects in that Rays organization. They think very highly of him, and like you mentioned, he had a great start against Boston, and really his own, uh, runs that went against him uh, were led up by the bullpen that came in after him, and I think it was in the middle of the fifth inning. Um, I think this is honestly one of the marquee matchups of the day. I think it's the second best one of uh, Tuesday's slate, and we got to check the weather at the shoebox of Great America Ballpark. Temps in the low 60s, but the wind 10 mile an hour out and up to 15 mile an hour gusts blowing out to left field. Nick Lodolo is a ground ball pitcher, whereas Taj Bradley, or Taj Bradley, albeit one game in the major so far against the Red Sox, he allowed a 36% contact uh, as line drives. So the contact off the bats that the Red Sox were getting were hard hit, averaged 94 miles an hour. The Reds have an OPS of 751 against righties, which is 60 points higher than their OPS against lefties. So they hit lefties very well, or they hit righties very well, excuse me. Um, and they, uh, the league average WRC plus of 98 also for the Reds. So, Maybe if you think that Lodolo is not going to have the greatest day inside his home ballpark, take the over here because both pitchers, I think, might get touched up quite a bit. But I favor Lodolo, assuming the Reds appear as a dog. This is one that I'll probably end up betting. The Reds money line. Yeah, I mean, look, depending on, on the price, what this comes out, it'll be interesting to see where it does come out, especially how well Nick Lodolo has pitched. Um, all right, guys, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, they are visiting the Bronx. They're going to take on the New York Yankees. Uh, they were in a game uh, earlier today against the Red Sox on Patriots Day in uh, Boston, but there were several rain delays in that game. Fortunately, they were able to get that game um, completed the Angels did uh, squeak out the victory 5-4. Shohei Otani started the game, but um, because of the delay, again, he only was, I think he only threw about 20, uh, 31 pitches, so uh, might be backing him in his next start. But regardless, they held the on Angels in the play. They had like five runs they did. first, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, so it could have been even worse if there was not if there weren't any red delays. Yeah. Um, but like I mentioned, they're now headed to the Bronx to take on the Yankees. 
Probable pitchers for this game for the Angels, it's going to be Jose Suarez, and I see Clark Schmidt is going to get the start here for the uh, New York Yankees. The lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the New York Yankees are a minus 140 home favorite, and the Angels are plus 120 on the take-back price. Total is set at 9 with a little bit of big towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus 140 for the New York Yankees and plus one and a half minus 165 for the LA Angels. Um, Noah, take us uh, through this game Angels versus Yankees with Suarez and Schmidt. So, since 2021, Jose Suarez has faced the Yankees three times and he owns a record of two and one with a 2.8 ERA, 17 strikeouts, and is holding the active roster to just a 186 batting average against him in those starts. New York ranks 26th in the MLB with just a 601 OPS against lefties and a 71 WRC plus, which is also good for 26th. Add in Clark Schmidt, who has an 844 ERA currently through three starts against the Giants, Orioles, and Guardians, who has, uh, I mean, even though the Angels have been significantly worse against right-handed pitching this year, a plus 120 price on LA's money line seems all right to me here. Uh, Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, slight lean, I guess, to the Yankees here at home. I made him, I made him a minus 145 favorite, I, but you're getting up there. You don't want to lay too much juice with Schmidt. Uh, I think they're the right size. Uh, Angels aren't the best team on the road. They finally got a win here and Fenway. But, uh, you know, Suarez, he's not off to the best start either. And uh, I just saw in the comments, Insano said Mouse Boy got lit up with uh, Brio and the Red Sox. So love that. Also, did he win fantasy or did uh, Malcolm win? They drew. It was. Uh, I think it was a five-five game. Because mm. mm. right. Malcolm st- Malcolm got a late or extra inning steal uh, with Marte. Marte. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I would play this game. It would have been funny because uh, I know uh, Mal's off on the pod today, obviously, and then Insano would have came in flexing if he would have won. <laughs> Talking about, oh, is that why he's not on the pod today? But, uh, yeah, <laughs> shout out to the chat, man. Everybody always joins us. Uh, Captain Insano, uh, Lane's in there, and Michael from Sydney, Australia. I think it's the second time he's been, at least in the live chat. But yeah, appreciate you guys uh, joining Love in it. the uh, chat here. Um, yeah, I'll probably leave with the Angels here. I like what Noah said, and I, I found the same thing, that he does have success. I guess this Yankees team, I'm not sure I can get behind Clark Schmidt, especially at the where the price is right now. It's just not um, – I mean, that's not very appealing to me. I think that number is probably going to keep on moving. Um, right now it's at minus 140 over on DraftKings, but uh, not sure if I can get behind that price. He has a funny name too. Who does? Clark Schmidt. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just fucking it's, hilarious. It's just a white guy name. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, next, our, uh, before we get uh, to the next game, let me get these ad reads out of the way. Um, you guys need to make sure to head over to the SGPN merch store. Man, there's a lot of great stuff happening uh, on the merch store. Shout out to Jake, man. He's been absolutely crushing it. I know there's been a lot of um, of our fans and listeners, not only on our pods, but across all the pods on the network that have been uh, buying their merch from the merch store. And uh, posting it on social media. Uh, but in honor of the NBA playoffs, from now until the end of April, you can get 10% off of anything in the SGP and merch store when you use promo code SGPNBA. So head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off of everything in the merch store. 
All right, guys, next game on the board, we have a interleague matchup between the Baltimore Orioles. They're heading to the nation's capital to take on the uh, Nationals in this game, 7.05 Eastern start. We have Dean Creamer on the mound for, or Kramer, I heard it both ways, but uh, he's going to get the start here for the Baltimore Orioles. JoJo, Josiah Gray is going to be on the mound for the Nationals. Looking at the uh, lines for this game, I'm currently seeing that the Orioles are a minus 135 Road favorite here, plus 115 on the money line for the Washington Nationals. Total is currently sitting at nine and a half on this game uh, with a little bit of big towards the under at minus 115. Run line, minus one and a half, plus 115 for the Orioles and plus one and a half, minus 135 for the Nationals. D-Rock, take us away. Yeah, another total for me. Give the give me the under nine and a half. You could still find. I see nines popping up, but uh, there's still nine and a halfs out there. Uh, a little scary play considering the two pitchers here, but uh, uh, you know, if you look at JoJo's first three starts, they haven't been terrible. He just can't get any run support. You know, all three of his starts have gone under the total. I think the Nationals can also get to Dean Kramer. That's how I I, I heard it. It's Kramer, but uh, uh, he, he he's been flat out just awful this season, and that's the one area I do worry about in taking the under. But if he is on, I think this is a no brain no brainer under. But if he pitches like he did against the Yankees or Red Sox, I think we might be in trouble. Even the A's tagged him for four runs, so I, I think the Nationals are live here at home, and I'm just praying Kramer has a, a better start. If he just has even just a little better of a start than he did in his previous three. I think the the under is live. So uh, we also have winds blowing in, so that should help out a little bit. But I'm going to roll with the under nine and a half, and I think the Nationals are live here. I think the one thing that really sticks out to me when JoJo Gray is on the mound is his home and road splits. Um, I mean, it, it just jumps off the page to you. Um, I think he has like a, a ERA above six in his home starts, and then on the road he does – better for whatever reason um and then in the 22 starts that he's made uh at home whether that's been at dodger stadium or with the nationals he's 7 and 15 straight up and he's 7 and 15 on the run line so i I know kramer here i mean he's been off to a slow start here for the baltimore orioles i was looking at the first five over in this game uh, with these two pitchers, I think the Nationals can tag uh, Kramer for a few, and then I do believe the Orioles can get to uh, JoJo Gray here. So I was leaning first five over. I uh, wanted to get there with the Orioles' run line, but it makes me nervous with how with how Dean Kramer has, or sorry, Dean Kramer has started uh, this season at least. Um, Noah, what do you got? So Washington is the worst offense against right-handed pitching so far this year. 613 OPS, 67 WRC plus. Does that change your mind or like help you Definitely. at all? I mean, yeah. I I don't really feel comfortable picking the game a whole lot. I would lean Nationals just at home as the dog, but I don't love it at all. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about how bad this Nationals uh, offense has been, it's just it's just Terrible. not very pretty right now. So, I uh, definitely want to get behind the Orioles uh, in some they're, capacity in this game. They're feisty against lefties. I believe they're middle of the pack, but against yeah. the right, it's just they're not backable. Yeah. Uh, all right, next game on the board, gentlemen. It's going to be a seven ten Eastern start between the second game of the doubleheader between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Chicago White Sox. Currently seeing uh, the matchup for the second game of the doubleheader is going to be Bailey Falter 
for the Philadelphia Phillies. And then for the White Sox, it'll be Lucas Giolito getting the start um, for the White Sox. Uh, currently seeing the White Sox are a minus 115 home favorite with the Phillies at minus 105 as the underdog. Total is set at eight and a half with a little bit of vig towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus 170 for the White Sox and plus one and a half minus 200 for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, Noah, take us away on this the second game of the doubleheader. Uh, would you get that total at again? Eight and Just- a half is where I can what I see. All right, cool. That's what I had earlier today before the first game was delayed, but pitching matchup stayed the same. So I'm going to take the over eight and a half here for starters. It's the White Sox against the lefty. They're fifth in the majors in OPS and WRC plus against Southpaws with an 858 and a 136 respectively. Philly has somewhat corrected their early offensive woes as well with an 847 OPS against right-handed pitching and also 125 WRC plus. Both of those rank third in the MLB. Lucas Giolito has a six-flat ERA and Bailey Falter at 480 through their first three starts. Then add in that both of these bullpens are 29th and 30th in the MLB and ERA. Philly, 683. Chicago, 757. I love the over here. Additionally, Philly's stolen base props are a good target for this game. Both White Sox catchers, Yasmani Grandal and Sebi Zavala, whichever one they choose to start here because it's going to be a doubleheader. They're probably going to alternate uh, which one gets both starts they both have poor sub two pop times um runners are 21 for 23 in stolen bases success rate off of g or against giolito that's good for 91 percent specifically looking the trey turner and bryson stott both have three steals so far on the year with a 408 and a 413 on base percentage respectively against writing d rock what do you got yeah, I love the over. It might be my lock of the day. I love the over eight and a half. I set my total at 9.7. Like, it's inflated. Uh, you just got to fade both pitchers here, especially that White Sox bullpen. They're so bad. 757 bullpen ERA. They're worse than the A's. Uh, it's worse than the majors. Uh, second worst bullpen is the Phillies with a 683 ERA. White Sox, I'm done backing them. They're, I'm I'm pulling them out. They're probably on my 14-day <laughs> do not bet list. They blew it yesterday. Uh, and But they're hitting. They're profitable on the overs. 10-4 and two towards the over and they're a perfect five and oh toward the over at home i don't care who wins i expect a lot of runs give me the they, over they play defense like a high school baseball team yeah errors after errors <laughs> it's, it's crazy there's one game i was watching and i think i've mentioned it's like the third time on the pod now where i took the first five <laughs> inning run line, or yeah, money yeah. line for for the White Sox, it was like literally pulling teeth like they had so many errors in that game. It was ridiculous. But yeah, I agree with I'm, you guys. It, team right on the over I'm, eight and a half here. No, I'm pulling yeah. up this fielding percentage real quick before we move on, because it's something that you really have to look into for college baseball, because you don't want to be kicking the ball around and costing yourself any uh, runners on base. But uh, I never really think to look at it for. Uh, the MLB because you know they're all professionals and they should field really damn well but the White Sox are ranked 24th in the MLB so (laughs) fielding percentage is so bad Um, let's get over to the next game of the night here Uh, it's going to be a 7-10 Eastern start and I do not see lines for this game I don't know if you guys do see lines but the game because I think it just ended okay Uh, so I'll go through the pitchers and then uh, D-Rock if you want to throw the lines out Uh, it'll be the Minnesota Twins they're headed to Fenway Park to take on the Red Sox Um, 
Currently, the probable pitchers for this game I see are Sonny Gray for the Minnesota Twins and Chris Sale gets to start for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, D-Rock, what do you got for the lines? Yep, uh, two probable pitchers. Like you said, Twins road favorites, minus 112 on the money line. Boston Red Sox, minus 104 at home. Over under is at nine, uh, minus 115 towards the over, minus 105 towards the under. Minus one and a half, plus 142 for the Twins, minus 172 for the plus run and a half. Uh, I'll just go into my, I guess, my quick lean. Uh, I did make the Twins a minus 125 favorite. Sonny Gray has just been fantastic to start this season three and no he's not he hasn't really walked too many batters he's striking out he struck out 13 houston batters uh i I love him in this spot red Sox, and i don't really trust ever since last season and chris sale had that temper tantrum in the dugout i can't back him anymore so uh, he gives up a lot of hard contact He, he is striking out six seven batters per game but he's not going deep into innings three four five innings so i'm i'm gonna fade the red Sox here and i'll take the twins at this short price yeah, I mean, what you said there, Dylan, the Sonny Gray looks like, I mean, he doesn't look like it. He is off to like a Cy Young worthy start here to the season. Um, 2 and 0 with a 0.53 ERA in 17 innings pitch. He's only allowed one earned run, um, uh, 10 hits in the 17 innings that he has pitched. All three starts for Sonny Gray have been, or sorry, all three starts have combined final score of five runs or less. Um, Gray has struggled against the Red Sox in his career, uh, where he is one in seven with a 6.80 ERA, but I'm not sure how much we can really take away that from that right now, because that was all prior to the 2019 season. Again, it's a completely different lineup for this Red Sox team. You don't have those power bats as, as you know, what they used to have when they made that championship run, but, uh, he did have one last, last one start last season against the Red Sox, where he only lasted one and two thirds inning, allowed seven hits and uh, two earned runs in that game. Chris Sell this season has been the complete opposite of what Saint Gray has started this season. He's one and one with eleven point two five ERA. He's allowed at least three earned runs in all three starts uh, within the first five innings and allowed five or more runs in two of the three starts this season. Um, Sell doesn't really have any recent history against the Twins. The last start was in uh, 2021, where he did go five and a third and allowed two earned runs to the Twins. The Twins are struggling against left-handed pitching this season, where they are top six in K percentage, number 22 in batting average, and number 16 in slugging, and number 20 in WRC plus. But I'm not, I'm not sure if I can really trust Chris Sale in the spot here. I think we'll learn a lot more about Chris Sale in this start. I'm going to go with the Twins here. I'm going to trust Sonny Gray's uh, um, start here continues against the Red Sox here. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Twins money line here. Noah, what do you got? So as we know, Sonny Gray was with the Yankees for quite some time. I don't know if Munaf already mentioned it, but he's been rough against the Red Sox in his career. Um, it, it's a it's dating back far. He hasn't had many yeah. recent matchups against him. One in seven with a 680 ERA, but I'm yeah. not going to take that too much into account. Um, I do like the under, so I'm throwing that out the window. I'm throwing sales early start out the window. Um, when you look at these two teams, Boston's below average um, OPS-wise against right-handed pitching, 728. Um, and then Minnesota, one of the worst in the league with a 684 against lefties. For me, the angle that I love most in this game actually is stolen bases and St- Sonny Gray. Um, 
runners are having a 95% success rate against him. They're 19 for 20 and stolen bases against Sonny Gray. Unfortunately, the Red Sox don't really run a ton, which means mm-hmm. that their prices are actually inflated. I was looking at it today against Shohei Otani, um, and most of these guys are around plus 400, plus 450. This take a base. Um, Yoshida has two on the season so far, but he's coming off a hamstring injury. He, he yeah. played today, I believe, but uh, I do think that might be still hindering him. I would stay away from him for maybe a couple of days. Um, my best thought was like a Christian or Arroyo or a Kike Hernandez type guy. Just mm-hmm. check and see if they're getting on base enough for you to be able to back that. But I like a stolen base prop against Sonny Gray here. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Texas Rangers and the Kansas City Royals in Kansas City, 740 Eastern start. Seeing Nathan Navaldi is going to be the starter for the Texas Rangers, and Brad Keller gets to start for the Kansas City Royals. Rangers minus 115 on the money line, minus 105 for the Kansas City Royals. Over under set at eight and a half run line minus one and a half plus one forty for the uh, Rangers here, and then plus one and a half minus one sixty five for the Kansas City Royals. Um, D Rock, take us away, my man. Yeah, game opened up as a pick 'em. That's when I grabbed the Rangers at a minus one ten. I made him a minus one thirty favorite. I'm just gonna back Evaldi here in this bounce back spot. I know he was garbage in his last start against the Royals, but I was at home where he hasn't pitched that great this season. Small sample size, but in his one start on the road, he was great. Only two runs given up, five hits, six strikeouts. His walks are down, which is good. Besides that one game against the Royals where they won 10-1, the Rangers have owned them already this season. Royals, they're not a good team. 3-7 and seven in their last 10, 1-9 at home straight up on the yeah. money line. I know Keller's pitched really well for the Royals this season, but I just can't back them. Their bats are awful. This shouldn't be a coin flip game, in my opinion. The Rangers are a much better team. So uh, give me the better team and the better pitcher. I'll take the Rangers on the money line. Noah? I'm with Dylan on this one. I lean towards the Rangers. However, I do like Keller this year. I think he's going to be a little bit better than most think. Um, One angle for this game is... Got to check and see if these guys are in the lineup because they don't play every day for the Royals. Fran Neil Reyes batting 462 against Nathan Nivaldi and Hunter Dozier 444. Both of those guys have had over 10 appearances uh, against uh, Ivaldi. Ivaldi also uh, allows stolen base runners 94% success rate. So they're 15 for 16 and stolen bases against him. Um, Royals have a ton of speed, so really it's up and down that order. Take your pick. They're all plus 300, and then uh, Bobby Witt's normally like plus 220 if you want to take a chance on him. He's a little bit chalky for the stolen base market, but definitely playable. So stolen bases, lean Rangers, but also wouldn't mind an under. Yeah, I'm with you guys on the Rangers here as well. I mean, I just really – I mean, like both of you guys said, the Royals are just not very good at home. Uh, so far this season where they are one in nine, but I think that's a great call about if you want to look at their Dozier or even Fran Reyes, who's just been absolutely crushing the uh, ball for the uh, Royals. But I mean, the Rangers are the better team here. So the Rangers here as well at the minus minus one fifteen price. 
All right, boys, next game on the board, we have a 745 Eastern start between the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are in St. Louis to take on the Cardinals. I am seeing who is starting for this game. Ah, Jordan Montgomery for the Cardinals, and I am seeing uh, Dre Jameson on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, lines I'm currently seeing the Cardinals are a home favorite of minus 175 plus 150 on the take back price for the Diamondbacks. Total is set at eight run line minus one and a half plus 115 for the Cardinals and plus one and a half minus 135 for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Dre Jameson off to a good start for the Diamondbacks here. He got his first start in his last game against the Brewers. Uh, where he went four innings, allowed only three hits, no runs allowed. He pitched. He's pitched a total of 12 innings, 12 and one-thirds innings so far this season, um, and he's allowed only eight hits and two earned runs in that span. Cardinals will start uh, left-handed pitcher Jordan Montgomery here, who is two and one with a 2.45 ERA. Shockingly, has never faced the Diamondbacks in his career. Um, Diamondbacks against left-handed pitching are number 12 in uh, team batting average, number 17 in slug, slugging, and number 17 in OPS, number 19 in WRC+. Plus. They're around league average against left-handed pitching here. I like what I've seen from, uh, from, from Jameson and from Jordan Montgomery here. I can't lay a minus 175 price with the Cardinals here. I know the Diamondbacks, I mean, they're our team this season. They've looked pretty good in their road games as well. Um, I lean towards the under eight here with these two pitchers on the mound. So I'm going to go under uh, eight between uh, the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks here. Noah, what do you got for this game? So specifically, um, for me, I like a – it's bland because I don't have the number in front of me, what it's going to be, but I would go with the Diamondbacks team total under. I like both of these pitchers, but the Diamondbacks bullpen right now, they don't know roles. Like uh, it's kind of just a little bit uh, out in the open. Not sure what's going to happen here with, they don't have a, a de- defined closer. I think it's Chafin or what's the guy's name. It's slipping my mind, but they, they're struggling to finish games out. I like Jamison, but I'm not quite sure if he's going to be able to go seven. I mean, he, they're still stretching him out. He was a reliever. Both Malcolm and I and some of us like him a lot this year, but um, I would lean towards the D-backs team total under the most in this game um, just because Jordan Montgomery is like the only good Cardinals pitcher that has been consistent so far this year. So when he's on the mound, I think you got to find a way to back the Cardinals because that's the only day of the week that I feel really comfortable doing it right now. Uh, D-Rock. Yeah, I agree with you, Moonoff. <clears throat> Excuse me. I love the under. I set my total at 7.4. Uh, you got 17-mile-an-hour wins. It's going to be a beautiful day in St. Louis. Uh, I do like Jamison, Montgomery, two good pitchers. Uh, they're both pitching well. Uh, I lean under, and you're getting plus money. I see plus 100 out there for the under eight. Maybe a first five under as well. Take the bullpens out of the equation. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I lean under. 840 Eastern start between oh, – sorry, seven – 8-10 Eastern start, I'm sorry, between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Houston Astros in this game. Uh, seeing probable pitchers, Chris Bassett gets a start for the Toronto Blue Jays, and Jose Arcady gets a start for the Houston Astros. Um, 
looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing it's minus 110 both ways for these two pitchers. Total is set at nine. Run line, minus one and a half, plus 150 for the Blue Jays, plus one and a half, minus 175 for the Houston Astros. Uh, Noah, take us away. Jose Urquidy has started four games against the Blue Jays. He has a 573 ERA in those four games. Vladdy Jr., he's batting 487, 5 for 12, two placatas. And then George Springer is also hitting 400 with a Springer dinger off of Urquidy as well. So <clears throat> this Blue Jays lineup is dialed up right now. It's seen the ball very well. They have a 792 OPS against right-handed pitching. That's sixth in the MLB, a 123 WRC plus. That's good for fourth. Houston, a lowly 21st and 17th in both of those categories, respectively. Also, a bullpen that is struggling compared to their standards with the 395 ERA out the gate. Give me the Bluebirds on the money line, minus 110. D-Rock? Yeah, I got to go the other way. I like the Astros here. I made him a minus 120 favorite with Jose Urquidy on the mound. And I think he's getting better and better every start he makes. And I know you mentioned it yesterday, Moonoff. The Astros are not playing the best baseball right now. But I think this was more of a fate of Chris Bassett. You know, he did have a good start in his last outing against the Tigers. But it's the Tigers and they still lost the game. So Bassett, he's been bad on the road, even dating back to when he was on the Mets last year. So I think this could be a bad spot for them at a pick em price. I'm going to take the Astros. I like the, uh, or like the uh, Chicago White Sox. The Astros have been a dead nut over team at home as well. I think they're eight and two uh, towards the over uh, in their 10 home games uh, prior to Monday night. But um, yeah, Chris Bat. Eight and two, right? Yep. Um, but Chris Bassett, he has to against the um, Astros. Excuse me, the Astros. His last two starts, he's given up. Yeah, against the Astros, he's given up nine earned runs in his last two starts against the Astros. So I think this might be another spot where he would struggle here a little bit. Uh, I, I'm leaning towards the over nine. I think Urquidy can give up a few runs as well. Um, I think it's, again, a, a, a total of nine for a reason here. So uh, I'm going to lean with the over. I, I agree with what D-Rock said that Arcady's getting better by with each start because last year his role, he really didn't have a defined role in this um, pitching rotation for the Astros. And his name was really coming up in trade rumors or at the trade deadline last season. But, you know, now he's in this starting rotation obviously with the departure of Justin Verlander. But, um, yeah, I'm going to leave with the over nine in this game. I think we do see some runs being put up by both of these squads here for the Tuesday night game. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game on the schedule. It's going to be a 840 Eastern start. We have the Pittsburgh Pirates. They are in Colorado to take on the Rockies. Uh, I'm currently seeing Vince Velasquez is going to get the start for the Pirates, and Jose Urania is going to get the start for the Colorado Rockies. Minus 110 uh, on each side here on the money line. Total is set at 12. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 140 for the Pirates, and plus 1.5, minus 165 for the Colorado Rockies. Iraq, take us away on this one. Yeah, give me the Pirates. I got them at the opening line at plus 105. I only made the Rockies a minus 102 favorite. This is a coin flip game for me, but I'm really just going to fade Jose Urena. You know, Vince Velasquez, I think he's a better pitcher, in my opinion, and he's pitched better on the road than at home this season. 253 ERA at home. Batters are only hitting 195 off of him, while Jose Urena. 
853 ERA at home, seven runs off 12 hits. Batters are hitting 353 off of him. You know, I like to back the Rockies here at home, but Rockies three and seven, their last 10, including five straight losses. I don't trust them in this spot. We also got 16 mile an hour winds blowing out in the center field. Should be a high scoring game. I think both pitchers can give up a lot of runs. I set my total at 13. So uh, I'm going to go here with the Buckles. I think they're the better team. So I'm going to take the Pirates. Yeah, I agree with y'all. Short and simple as well. I'm not putting my money on Jose Urania here. I mean, he's been atrocious. Um, I like the first five team total over for the Pirates in this game. If we're when, when that number does come out, uh, as well as I think Insano's also pointing it out that I think that Velasquez can give up a few himself as well. So I like the first five over, but I do like the Pirates uh, side. Um, and then the first five innings team total for the Pirates as well. Noah, what do you got? So I'm right there with you guys. Urania is an easy fade inside Coors. He's a sinker baller that doesn't really work too much. Velasquez's repertoire does, shouldn't really get affected too much. There's not a whole lot of vertical movement in his pitches, especially the fastball that he throws 40, 47% of the time. And then he's a slider guy. So I don't know if that's the new sweeper that's just taking over the MLB, but that's more lateral. Um than vertical so Velasquez is definitely the pitcher to back if you're trying to decide between these two starting pitchers that aren't really household names so I'm right there with you guys I'm on the Pirates and maybe uh first five over like you guys mentioned yeah um seems like we'll see some runs being put up in this game between the Pirates Rockies with these two pitchers uh, all right, guys, four games left on the board here. Let's get over to the next matchup. 940 Eastern start between the Chicago Cubbies and the Oakland Athletics. Marcus Stroman gets a start for the uh, Chicago Cubs in this game. And Ken Waldachuk gets the start for the Oakland A's um, in this matchup. Saying the Cubs are a minus 170 favorite on the road here, plus 145 on the money line for the Oakland A's. Total is set at seven and a half. Run line minus one and a half, minus one hundred five for the Cubbies, and plus one and a half, minus one fifteen for the Oakland A's. Uh, Marcus Stroman, pretty great start to the season so far. Two and one, the two point zero zero ERA. He's been solid this season for the Cubbies. Uh, he's gone exactly six innings in each of his three starts so far for the Cubbies. The only loss he suffered was his last start against the Mariners. But Stroman has been really good in road starts since he joined the Cubs as well. Just last season alone, uh, he was three and two with a 2.06 ERA. Ken Waldachuk takes a mound for the A's. Like I mentioned, he continues to be terrible for the A's. He's 0-2 with an 11.20 ERA. His last start was his best start against the Baltimore Orioles, where he did go six and a third innings pitch, allowed five hits and two, uh, sorry, three earned runs to the uh, Baltimore Orioles. In his first two starts, he allowed seven home runs to the opposing team. I can only look at this one way, guys. I think it was pretty simple for me. I'm going to take the Cubbies' uh, first five run line, uh, take their team total over, whether that's first five or um, full game, and also on the run line for the Cubbies. I mean, they played really well against the Dodgers uh, in the weekend series. I think that momentum continues here. Going up against one of the worst, if not the worst, uh, team in the American League here. So, uh, Cubbies, uh, everything for me here. Uh, Noah, what do you got? Cubs, they're a top 10 offense this year, both right and left-handed pitching. Uh, They've been raking to start the year. And Oakland, they're bottom five in OPS against right-handed pitching with a – 682 OPS. Um, so for me, I'm right there with you. Uh, big time, uh, I guess, 
I'm I'm in on Strowman again, <laughs> which is very yeah. weird to say right now. But I mean, he's been <laughs> dealing to open the year, so right there, I'm gonna back Strowman. First five, I like your angle with the money, uh, the run line there with the uh, Cubs, but. I would feel just as good with the full game because this Oakland bullpen yeah. has a 588 ERA, which is 27th in the MLB. D Rock. Yeah, literally everything you guys said. I did. I wrote it verbatim. Uh, Cubs first five. I agree with us. Uh, I'm on the Stroman train as well. I actually have a Met Stroman jersey, but I'm embarrassed to wear it now. I can't wear it. He's on the Marcus. Cubs. Marcus. What did I say? <laughs> Matt. Matt. <laughs> uh, apologize, but uh, yeah, You're no. Cubs first five. I made him a minus one ninety favorite, but I can't tell you guys to lay that juice. I actually just saw first fives open up on one of my books minus one ten for the Cubs. I would jump on that now. I think that's amazing. Wow, price for the Cubs. Uh, get especially against the A's, who I think they're a minor league team. To be honest, no disrespect, but uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe look towards uh, Stroman walk prop as well. Two or more walks in each of his three starts. Uh, but yeah, I can't back Ken Walder, Chuck. That's Mal's boy. So Cubs first five for me. I was thinking strikeout prop for Stroman as well. This A's team has a lot of swing and miss in them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Just kind of all over the board with Stroman walks and strikeouts. I agree with both. <laughs> uh, 940 Eastern start as well. We have the Atlanta Braves. They are going to be in San Diego to start this week here. Spencer Strider gets the start for the uh, Atlanta Braves. Blake Snell is on the mound for the San Diego Padres. Strider is favored here, minus 140 on the money line, plus 124, the San Diego Padres. Total is set at 7.5, run line, minus 1.5, plus 125 for the Braves, plus 1.5, minus 145 for the Padres here. D-Rock, take us away, Braves and Padres. Yeah, kind of like the home puppy, as bad as it is with Blake Snell on the mound. Uh, I saw a plus 125 out there. I only made the Braves uh, minus 110. You could also look toward a walk prop for Spencer Strider. He has eight walks in three games, so if he could get an over one and a half walks, I like that. Also, Strider K prop, he's recorded nine strikeouts in every start. Uh, Padres have a lot of swing and miss uh, guys as well. By the way, something I think is wrong with Juan Soto. You know, he's just not the same player since coming over to San Diego. Yeah, he's able to draw a lot of walks, but the past two years, I feel like he simply hasn't done a good job hitting for average. And it just seems like a progression dating back to all the way back to 2022, where it's just kind of he's halted in a sense. So I'm worried about him. Uh, but yeah, a couple of props I'm leaning towards. And at this number, I would take the home puppy. Uh, Snell has eventually has to turn this thing around. So why not at home? You mean Juan Soto has been struggling since he got paid? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he hasn't got paid yet. He hasn't I thought he paid. got paid. No. Yeah, during the offseason, didn't he? So yeah, Juan Soto got paid. I don't believe. No, I don't think so. I don't. Oh, I don't okay, think so. Has been paid. Uh, but no, we got. Um. Mm, so okay. for me, what, I, I don't Manny got it. Whoa, why Wi-Fi? Something? I don't know. I I got. I don't know. Um. I'm going the other way. I, I like the Braves on the run line here with Strider on the mound. Uh, I'm seeing that plus one twenty five at DK and Fanduel right now, as we speak. The Padres. <clears throat> against right-handed pitching, they only have a 716 OPS. And we're talking about Spencer Strider, who's one of the best pitchers in the game right now. Atlanta has the third best OPS, third best, uh, fourth best WRC plus 
in the league against left-handed pitching. And also, I favor them to run like hell on Snell. Uh, I did not mean to rhyme that, but it actually came off pretty good off my tongue. Uh, the runners are 30 and 30, 30 for 37 stealing bases off of Blake Snell. So uh, particularly Vaughn Grissom looking to make some noise after he got the call up, could steal a bag here. Ronald Acuna has been one of my favorites to back early on this season. Um, both those guys you'll see plus 220, plus 250. Um, so that's where I'm going to be at for this game. Yeah, I agree about the Braves here. I mean, it jumped off to me as the page uh, off the page was how well they're batting against left-handed pitching. Um, I cannot black back Blake Stell here, man. He's just he walks more and more guys every single start, uh, like Captain Sinnoh is mentioning there as well. So he uh, got Braves paid for me, one, one year, twenty-three million. Yeah, Soto I, got extended one year. Yeah, they yeah. don't trust him either. He, uh, yeah, I thought he got extended for more, but it was Bogarts and then it was Manny Machado that got paid, right? Everyone's getting paid. Yeah, now. everybody's gotten paid. Printing money. Yeah. I, I, it's so it's technically still contract year for Soto, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Your dog agrees with me, though. With no, the, the dog agrees with me. Plus one twenty-five <laughs> on the run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, get your pens out. We got to pay a tribute to Malcolm here. The pen ultimate game. It's going to be between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Seattle Mariners. 940 Eastern start. Colin Ray gets to start for the Milwaukee Brewers. And Logan Gilbert gets to start here for the Seattle Mariners. Um, Seeing lines right now of plus 140 for the Brewers and a minus 165 favorite for the Mariners. Total set at eight. Uh, run line minus one and a half plus 125 for the Mariners and plus one and a half minus 145 for the Brewers. Uh, Noah closes out with the pen ultimate game between the Brewers and the Mariners. Yeah. So, oh boy, <laughs> this one, this one's my sleeper team going up against the whole world's sleeper team, which in turn, I think means they're not getting slept on at all. Um, one of my big statements this year was that Logan Gilbert would have a sophomore slump year. He's looked great out the gate. Um, he's faced Cleveland twice, though, and they're 24th in the MLB in OPS against right-handed pitching. Now Gilbert will face the Brew Crew, who's fifth with a 794 OPS. Seattle only 696 OPS against right-handed pitching, and it's a 638 at home. Um, which Blake Meyer, he came onto our pod last week and he told us that it's a very pitcher-friendly park, one of the uh, best pitchers' parks in the league. Now, mm. what about Colin Ray? Um, I definitely, you know, uh, I, I didn't play hockey with his cousin for two years. That definitely didn't happen. That, uh, no, um, that's not my bias in this game at all showing, um, besides the point Ray started against the Padres last week and he threw 5.2 innings of two hit ball with six strikeouts. Plus the Brewers, I'm going to keep saying it while it's there. They have the number one bullpen in the MLB with a 226 ERA at plus 135, plus 140, wherever you can find it. I love the Brewers on the money line here. D-Rock. Yeah, I do lean Mariners here at home. I just love the spot for Gilbert. Uh, they've won four in a row, and maybe they're getting the things going. They started out slow out of the gate, but uh, I want to see a little more out of Colin Ray before I back him. He had that good start against the Padres, but – Put it together a few more solid starts for me, then maybe I'll back him. But a uh, heavy lean on the Mariners. I did make them a minus 180 favorite. Yeah, uh, 
I really didn't know where to go with this game. I, I couldn't <laughs> split the two. I mean, Gilbert at home, I mean, it's a minus 165 price, but I think the value, like Noah mentioned, is probably on the Brewers here. Uh, so I, I, I'll just lean with the home dog. I mean, so the, sorry, the home favorite here with uh, Logan Gilbert on the mound for the Mariners. I've mentioned it with absolutely no rooting bias for the Brewers start. <laughs> <picture here>, right? <laughs> uh, uh, last game of the night, we have uh, New York Mets. They are in L.A. to take on the Dodgers. Uh, currently seeing this as a Tyler McGill start for the Mets and Lane Kershaw on the mound for the Dodgers. Line minus 160 for the Dodgers, plus 140 the money line for the um total is set at eight as my Wi Fi is going in and out here. Um, run minus one and a half, plus 130 for the Dodgers, plus one and a half, minus one. Right, I just talk with your team here, then I'll, I'll finish the handicap. Uh, Dylan, he said, go ahead uh, okay. while he reconnects. Uh, yeah, I like the under eight and a half. You could still get eight, uh, eight and a halfs out there. It has moved down to eight in some uh, books or so shop around. But, you know, I think this could be a lower scoring game. Uh, Taylor McGill, he's been solid for the Mets this season. They've won all three of his starts and two of the three of the games went under the total. You know, I think he'll do a good job keeping the ball low and limiting the bats of the Dodgers who Surprisingly, they're 25th in the league in batting average. Uh, if you told me they would start 500 a couple weeks into the season, I don't know if I'd believe you. But the Dodgers, they've only scored six runs in their last series against the Cubs. And they also lost two of those three games at home against the Cubbies. So I think the Mets could be catching the Dodgers at the right time. We also have 11-mile-an-hour winds blowing in from center field. Uh, I'm not there yet with the Mets. I need a plus 170, but uh, I do like the under 8.5. I, however, <clears throat> I think I'm all the way in on the Dodgers in this spot um, against the Mets. The Mets coming in off a sweep off of Oakland. However, I mean, that doesn't really matter for Tuesday's game. But um, L.A. with Kershaw on the mound against this uh, Mets team. Kershaw is holding this roster to just a 184 batting average um, against him. And... L.A., they are the fourth-best team against right-handed pitching so far this year with an 813 OPS, 118 WRC+. Mets league average against lefties, and like I mentioned, they don't have great history against Kershaw here. So I will go with the Dodgers, and I feel confident enough to give out the plus-130 run line, minus one-and-a-half on DK right now. And is um, his picture is like... Can you guys hear me? Your picture's like frozen, but I can hear you. <laughs> Let me, I'm going to refresh here. Give me one. <laughs> All right. Um, Dylan, just to save time, yeah. um, do you want to hit your lock and dog while he reloads? Yeah, might as well. I was going to ask you your thoughts. I, I wish Mal was here. His boy, Pablo Lopez, got paid. Did you see that real quick? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, four years. Oh, <clears throat> Lopez, he started both season off pretty damn hot. So I'll be I'll be wondering to see how he does, um, you know, when he hits that like mid season break, because yeah. last year it was the it was the same thing. He was like elite out the gates with Miami, and then it just kind of fell. The train went off the tracks in the second half. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Do I look good and pretty again? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Good enough. Okay. 
Um, yeah, That's I like the Dodgers. Dodgers yeah, I like the under in the game. Um, it was actually crazy to see that Kershaw is ten and zero in his career against yeah. the Mets. Uh, that really jumped off the page there. But I, <laughs> that's what I said. I took the Dodgers on the run line, and that's what I like think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think this might be a game. I mean, and you guys mentioned it when you were talking about the handicap that the I think Dylan mentioned this that the Dodgers have really struggled, uh, struggled uh, putting up runs, especially yeah. against the Cubbies. So uh, I think this might be a lower scoring game, maybe like a three one four two type of final. I'm gonna go with the under in this game here uh, to cap off the. Tuesday night games, boys. Um, Jay Mark in the house, uh, checking in. What's going on, Jay Mark? Um, and all right, so last game, one order of business left here, gentlemen. Got to get into our picks, our lock and dog. Noah, lead us off. All right, so for my lock, I am going with the uh, Philly White Sox over eight and a half. They're the two worst bullpens in the MLB. Both offenses rake against the uh, handed pitcher that they are facing today. Um, White Sox fifth in the majors in OPS and WRC plus against lefties. Philly third in the MLB in OPS and WRC plus against righties. And for my dog, I am going to go with the uh, – L.A. Angels with Jose Suarez on the mound. He's faced the Yankees three times. He's got a two-and-one record, 280 ERA, 17 strikeouts. I think that they have a fighting chance here against Clark Schmidt. So I'll go with the L.A. Angels there. All right, D-Rock. Yeah, uh, we'll double lock the over. I I alluded to it earlier. Everything that he mentioned, top two worst bullpens in the league. White Sox, they're 5-0 towards the over at home, 10-4 overall towards the over. So love the over there, 8.5 in Philly's White Sox. As my dog, I did like the Buccos, but now they're they're, uh, a slight favorite. I really want to see what the Reds open up as because I kind of like them at home. But, man, this one stinks. Give me Blake Snell and the Padres uh, to upset the Braves. That one stinks. Jesus. I can't even say it. It's awful. Oh, since you're not so confident that was going to be my dog of the day was a Braves run line. So I'm going opposite of you here, (laughs) Dylan. Um, I I, I just can't do it, man. You cannot put money behind Blake Snell right now. He's just been... He's been bad. I know Noah mentioned the numbers as well for the Atlanta Braves <laughs> uh, against left-handed pitching, so that was jumping off of the page. So I'm going to go Braves run line minus one and a half plus one twenty-five as my dog for my lock. If it's not broken, let's not try to fix it. Chicago Cubs run line minus one and a half minus one hundred five against the Oakland A's. Um, Can I switch my dog, please? Just... <laughs> sure, go ahead. Uh, I, I, I just. Uh, Okay, so let me let, uh, Cubs run line minus one and a half, minus one hundred five as my lock, and then Braves minus one and a half, plus one twenty five my dog. Go ahead and switch now. Uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. It didn't sit right with me. <laughs> um, I think the Reds will open up as the dog at home against the Rays. Give me Nick Lodolo at home. I'll, I'll take. I'll take a chance with them. Much rather than Blake Snow. I couldn't do it. There you go. I like that one a lot. There you go. Smart man there. There you go. They see we didn't bully you into not putting <laughs> no, your money not down at all. On the <laughs> we didn't laugh. We didn't stick our tongue yeah. out and disgust. We didn't yeah, we didn't that. we didn't we didn't gag or anything like that. No. Um, definitely should not go back and watch that on YouTube. Definitely yeah. not. 
Uh, all right, guys, that's going to do it. A tidy one minute, or sorry, one minute, one hour and about four minutes here to get through about 15 games on the Tuesday schedule. Loaded schedule, two double headers. So we'll have some day baseball to kind of get us through the afternoon. But uh, no, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, buddy? Um, follow us on Twitter, MLB SGPN. Subscribe on YouTube. We actually got some reviews while I pull those up and read them off. Um, you guys yeah. can log off too. Um, D Rock, what do you got? Yeah, uh, best time of the year. You guys got better go get your screens and TVs. You got NFL, uh, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, you got baseball every day. So, uh, yeah, gonna be locked and loaded and gonna be, spend a lot of nights at home watching all these sports. But, uh, yeah, good luck, everyone. And, yeah, like Noah said, uh, comment, rate, review, all that good stuff. Yeah, we did get some reviews uh, that came in for the MLB Gambling Podcast, some good stuff. So, I mean, like everything that the, the boys said, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Everybody subscribe to the MLB YouTube channel, MLB Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. Do yourself a favor and do that. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat, man. You guys are absolutely yeah. incredible. Make the show go by. Uh, but, Noah, close out. Read those All right, so we've got a couple. Um, what first one from Nike Bball eight three six, and in quotes, it's a five star review. The accent, great baseball insight. Appreciate you guys. So we appreciate that Nike Bball. Also from Steve Oli, he comments, great show with five stars. Great handicapping by the whole crew, and I give it a six star review to make up for the four stars that Malcolm's accent received. <laughs> Malcolm is the man and makes the show. Um, and then also another five-star, appreciate the work from Love Keisha. I enjoy the bloke with the English accent. Keep up the good work, fellas. <laughs> there we go. Love it. There we go. Uh, all right, guys, if you haven't already left us a rating and review like uh, the guys mentioned, go ahead and do so. We'll read them out uh, on the pods. But that's going to do it. We'll be back tomorrow in some form or fashion. Uh, till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and it ride.